0: Hello, my name is Tom Boone. Welcome to a brand new episode of the Simple Flying Podcast, where we typically give you the lowdown on the latest news from the world of commercial aviation. This week, Joe is enjoying a well-deserved staycation, so I'm joined by Simple Flying's photographer, Vincenzo Pace, to discuss the world of aviation photography. From rare catches to the perfect photo, we'll attempt to leave no stone unturned. So now you know what's in store, let's get on with the show. And Vince, it's great to have you. How are you doing?
1: Hi, Tom. It's a pleasure to be here today. I'm doing well. i enjoying a nice uh, day off. Today's a holiday in the US. So unfortunately, the weather is not cooperating. So uh, I can't uh, go out and take pictures like I usually would on, on a holiday weekend like this, but um, it's a pleasure to uh, be with you here today on the podcast.
0: Well, yeah, it's great because we do have you if the weather's keeping you inside. So um, first, let's learn a little about you. Tell us about yourself, how you got into photography and the aviation industry. I
1: am a lifelong resident of uh, Howard Beach, Queens, which is uh, one of the communities adjacent to JFK International Airport. So growing up, I always Uh, was surrounded by aviation and airplanes and uh, the the vibrancy of the JFK community. My parents used to bring me to the airport to see the airplanes. When I was younger, there was actually uh, a viewing deck on the old uh, International Arrivals building at uh, International Arrivals Terminal at Kennedy Airport. And uh, it was always great to see the airplanes. Uh, one of my first uh, flights, I uh, was in, on an Alitaya 747 when I was five years old, so I started flying at a relatively young age. Then uh, back in 2005, uh, I got introduced to this local aviation group called NYC Aviation, and the members uh, were very encouraging in uh, taking up aviation photography, take, uh, getting involved in the aviation community, so I was able to get... Um, I, at the time, digital photography was uh, in its infancy. So I got a relatively decent uh, Nikon point and shoot camera and I started taking pictures. And I wound up uh, taking photos uh, around JFK, learning the spotting locations, and being a- involved with the local group. Then um, You know, career priorities got in the way, and uh, I let the photography go, but always maintained a love of travel, a love of flying, and a love of aviation in general. But then a few years ago, uh, I switched career jobs, and my new company really encouraged uh, their management to enjoy uh, their free time and take up a hobby. And at the time, you know, I had random hobbies, but I didn't have a single hobby that really I could devote my attention to. So uh, I stayed in touch with some friends from NYC Aviation, and they encouraged me to take up uh, aviation photography once again. But the uh, key catalyst was uh, I I was on Instagram and I saw this beautiful aerial photo of an Alitalia 777, and uh, the person that took that picture wound up being who today is one of my best friends, uh, a very noted aerial photographer. His name's Ryan Patterson, and I got in touch with him, and we talked about his uh, photography experience and photography in general. And he encouraged me to really get into uh, aviation photography. He suggested a good starter camera, which was a Nikon seventy five hundred, which I bought, and a good starter lens. I started out with a Tamron eighteen four hundred millimeter lens, and from there I really moved forward and, uh, practiced and got into, got into, uh, uh, enjoying those, uh, really signature banking shots that I love taking. And I improved my camera gear. I, I migrated from that pretty much within months to a Nikon eight hundred and fifty, And I started getting a a wide variety of lenses from, uh, 200, 500 millimeter lens, all the way down to a 24 70 millimeter lens and everything in between. And then, um, you know, I basically kept going. I had my first aerial photography experience with Ryan and other friends in uh, October 2019 over, over JFK. And then I uh, took many, many helicopter rides after that. I think I did um, between uh, December 2019 and, and recently with um, the Dulles helicopter ride in January last month, I took nine helicopter rides. And uh, really got better at uh, ground, you know, taking photo- uh, aerial photography from the ground as well. Uh, during uh, the spring of 2020, I migrated, uh, I sold my Nikon gear, and I got into Sony mirrorless camera gear, which was really game-changing for me as well. And I really um, have stepped up my photography as a result of the Sony equipment as well. So it's been, it's been a, a great, a great uh, evolution for me, and I look forward to uh, what the future may hold in terms of photography.
0: That's really good to hear. So, obviously, photography is like an art form and creating the perfect photo often takes more than luck. So, I know I'm constantly coming to you for tips myself, but what makes the perfect aviation photograph?
1: Well, the perfect aviation photograph, to me, um, one of the first first things is... Having good environmental conditions. Hmm. So, as you know, as in all our discussions, uh, when when you're out spotting or when I'm out spotting, we always try to shoot in in, in at the best light as possible. So, that's key. Having the perfect, um, you know, having a good sky. To me, I love I love when I love blue sky shots. But even better is when you have perfect light and a, a nice contrasty background. So that's mm. very important too. And, and above all else, you know, you also have to work with your camera settings. Uh I shoot in f- I shoot in full manual. Uh shooting in full manual is definitely a very important uh, uh Aspect to learn in aviation photography. Um, you know, people start out. Sometimes people start out on full automatic, and then they go into aperture priority mode, which I did. I started with aperture priority mode, which was my first taste of manual settings, and then I learned full ma- uh, full manual mode. And in full manual mode, you have the utmost control of of taking an avi- of taking a photo and controlling the quality of quality of your picture so all of those together environmental conditions uh, camera settings having the right angle those are things that are are key uh key to the formula of getting a great photo
0: mm. well I know um certainly I've been converted to manual since since we met and I was definitely yeah. stuck on automatic before um so it,
1: look it's it's uh tom it's there's no shame in when somebody's starting out, and this is what I encourage a lot of people to do. Um, you know, st- don't be ashamed to start out uh, in automatic mode. You, you get accustomed to taking pictures. You, you, and not only that, you're you're seeing what how things come out, and if your camera is capable of automatic mode, you're seeing what their, what the what the settings are that the camera decides to do, and then from there you could actually learn to say, okay, the camera decided that setting, that picture came out rather nice, so maybe I could convert that into my setting, This doing the settings on the camera. So there's no shame when you're starting out to shoot in automatic mode, and then it's an evolution. You go from automatic mode, then you go into aperture priority where you're controlling the f-stop and the, cam- the camera controls uh, the, the shutter, and then you go into full manual mode where you're controlling ISO, shutter, and f-stop and really there you have a complete you know you really have a complete Mm. picture picture, literally a complete picture of what how your photo uh how you hope your photo will come out
0: Mm. well as you mentioned you're into your helicopter photography and we've seen some smashing shots i mean personally i love the x united 747 you've got at mojave but what goes into planning a helicopter shoot and what are you thinking while you're up in the sky
1: well um uh, helicopter helicopter shoots like I said uh, I, I go I haven't gone myself on a helicopter shoot yet uh, part of the enjoyment for me is going with my friends so um, you know my friend Ryan uh, and my friend Tyler we usually go together and there's a lot of planning involved depending on the city some ki- some cities are, are less accessible for helicopter rides and they're they're definitely more of a, a charter but then like cities like uh, Los Angeles LAX they uh, the helicopter companies there offer um, regularly scheduled uh, uh, heli spotting flights. And they're really, they're really enjoyment. And this is coming from somebody that first stepped foot in a helicopter in 2019 and was honestly very anxious about doing so. Now I go into, now I step foot into a helicopter and it's like, literally it's, it's so comfortable. It's so, it's such a, it's such a, uh, relaxation and, and so comfortable to, to, uh, go, go up there and take a, and take pictures. It's really, it's really a wonderful time. And it's really, um, it's, 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 it's pure enjoyment for me, especially being with friends and getting, uh, pictures. It, there's a lot, there's a lot of planning involved. You have to coordinate with air traffic control. You have to, you have to, um, you know, you have to coordinate with the helicopter pilots, um, making sure they understand uh, what you want to do, what type of shot you want, where you want to go in the airport. And from there, it's it's it, you know, if everything is coordinated right, you have a very fun aerial shoot. But like I said, I'll take the example of Los Angeles, where uh, the helicopter company is are very experienced in in doing uh the spotting over LAX it's really a lot of fun you could get so many different angles from like uh like the the British Airways or the Norwegian 747 shot that i have over in and out and they position you that you could take that iconic shot uh, me personally i like i like going over the terminals and getting those gate shots um as a young aviation enthusiast i really enjoyed um building model airports with the little diecast models so that Taking shots like that, the top-down shots over the gates, that reminds me of my youth and uh, and those model airports. So I really enjoyed doing that. And then another key are the air-to-air shots, and the air-to-air shots are really intense. That I've really uh, in 2020, I really got into shooting the air-to-air shots, and they're uh, really intense. And I go up into I go up into the helicopter with two cameras. Uh, I have my main camera, which is a, a Sony A7R 4 which is a um, a high powered 61 megapixel camera and on that i put my 200 to 600 millimeter lens and that's really designed for uh, high distance shooting particularly the air-to- air shots so with that with a 600 millimeter lens uh, c- combined with a 61 megapixel camera you could get you could get pretty decent air-to-air shots with that and then my second camera i have a sony a92. Uh, Where I have my um, Sony seventy to two hundred millimeter lens, and that's more for like the top down shots over the gates, the taxi shots, the more local shots. And we go typically like an airport at LAX. You go anywhere from fifteen hundred feet to a thousand feet. Sometimes they let you go a little bit lower. Um, You know, another iconic um, uh, helicopter ride I took was over JFK. Uh, I did JFK three times with my friends, and. there, uh, you know, we have. I have. We have very good relationships with air traffic control there, and they let us go a little bit lower, maybe like uh, eight hundred feet. That's where we get closer to the over the terminals. We get over the to do those gate shots, and then we go over the bay a little bit higher to get those nice air to air shots. So it's really, um, they're really, it's really an amazing experience. And I encourage anybody that wants to do try uh, helicopter spotting. Great place for beginners, like I said, I can't reiterate this more. Go to go to go to Los Angeles. Um, it's relatively it's relatively affordable compared with uh, you know doing charters in the other cities. And not only that, you know, you have a helicopter company there that's really experienced in doing uh, doing those uh, helicopter rides regularly. Hmm.
0: Okay, so you've taken hundreds of photos of airplanes by now. Which would you say is your favorite, and why?
1: Well, look, I. I do love the helicopter shots but my favorite I would say my signature shot are the JFK banking shots which is which is uh basically um, a shot uh taken uh on a beach uh beach location on Jamaica Bay uh and they're the uh they're the of the famous Canarsie departures and uh they they for me have become my signature shot I really enjoy taking them. Uh, they, show, they show the aircraft in very dramatic form from the 787 in their, you know, flexing in their in their banking departure uh, to to an A380, uh, one that I actually posted today. Uh, A380 really you know flexing their wings and and showing all their the mighty engineering of 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 how an A380 is. Um, it's really the really something a shot that's really close to my heart and really uh, a shot that I could stand at that location and stand there all day and take pictures all day. It's really enjoyable. So to me, that's my that's my my favorite signature shot.
0: That's really good to hear. And so, have you taken any really hard or rare photographs? Um,
1: I've taken. I would say the most difficult shot for me. Uh, are the air-to-air shots? They're they're incredi- They're incredibly challenging. Um, they're they're um, you're re- dealing with a, a circumstance where you're on the helicopter uh, with a whole r- different range of settings than when you're at the ground. Naturally, in a, on a helicopter, you're dealing with um, a vibrating aircraft. Uh, So you have to keep your shutter up to maintain as much stability as possible. And you're dealing with a a fast moving aircraft from, from, from altitude. And it's really, to me, that's a really, really challenging shot. Um, I have friends that, Really take you know even more challenging shots than that, uh, but to me, me personally, from my experience, uh, doing those air to airs is a is a evolutionary uh, experience for me, and it's something I'm continuously trying to improve upon. And even the banking shots, uh, the banking shots are a challenge because you have basically you have aircraft taking off like rockets from the ground, and you have to you have to deal with a whole bunch of range of settings depending on environmental conditions. Uh, how, you know, how far the plane is. And, um, it's really, it's not, it's not as easy as one thinks it is. And, Mm. you know, but that's the challenge of it. And that's the enjoyment I get out of it.
0: Mm. Well, I mean, that's really good to hear. You know, like I, I would share that enjoyment at runway one eight at Frankfurt. So I know exactly what you mean. Um, so right now you're fairly limited in terms of where you can photograph because of the pandemic, what would be your dream airport to photograph at?
1: Honestly, I would probably, my dream airport to photograph at right now, uh, probably I haven't really spotted in Europe yet. So I really would love to spot at Heathrow, uh, Amsterdam, Frankfurt, uh, but my dream would be to actually do aerial photography shoot over Rome. And that's because, uh, you know, Italy, obviously I'm, I'm of Italian heritage. My parents were born in Italy uh, and I have very close uh, friendships and connections to the Italian aviation community and the Italian uh, spotter community. So to me, that would be that would be like the ultimate uh, experience for me is to do um, to do a helicopter over over uh, Leonardo da Vinci Airport in Rome. So hopefully that will happen once the pandemic lifts. But I definitely would love to get to Europe. um, Spot with you. Spot with a lot of friends I have in Europe, and and get over get over to Asia as well. Do a helicopter in Sydney. So those are those are definitely long term long term goals. And I hope um, you know we are able to uh, all get together in the near future and start doing that all together.
0: Well, like I've said many times, if you ever find yourself in Frankfurt, just hit me up. Um, Absolutely. <laughs> so. I mean, what tips would you give to any budding avi- aviation photographers out there that may be listening to this, and they're sort of keen to get their camera out and start taking pictures of planes?
1: Well, the first thing I encourage everyone to do when they take up aviation photography is to practice. Practice is key to getting quality photos. The other, the other, the other uh, aspect that I always tell everyone is. You don't have to have a three or four thousand dollar camera. You don't even have to have a thousand dollar camera. You mm. could have an entry level camera and take quality pictures. The important thing is to go out and enjoy the world of aviation. Go out and enjoy uh, their passion for airplanes, their love of aviation, and and practice with the equipment that you have. Maximize the value and the use of the equipment that you have. Of course, I mean, of course, the, the goal will always be, yeah, you could always improve on your, your camera gear. And that's what I did. It was It's an evolution. But I started out where pretty much every, everybody starts out. I started out with basic camera gear. And as I got more interested in, interested in it and uh, got better at it, I improved my gear and and fortunately you know through my my career duties and everything i was able to um you know buy very very good gear but because one has you know dollars you know a, four, a three or four thousand dollar camera that doesn't mean your five hundred dollar camera or your thousand dollar camera isn't any less good or you can, can take any less better pictures it's Always go out there. Don't be deterred at the beginning if your shots aren't the way you want them to be. Go out and practice and go out and enjoy it. Go out and meet friends and meet people and enjoy the hobby together with with people that share your passion. And that's the that's the that's the um, the advice I would give to anybody starting out.
0: That's really great to hear. And obviously, you can never stop learning, as you just sort of mentioned. So what's next in terms of photography for you?
1: Um, well, I'm still learning. I, I, I don't ever say that I've reached my ceiling in terms of photography. It's, photography is an evolution. Um, I would love to continue um, doing my do, doing air-to-air, getting better at that, um, I would love to improve my night photography. I'm, I'm, I'm the first person to admit that I'm weak at night photography. So I would l- really love to improve my panning capabilities, uh, my night shot capabilities. And like I said, go every time I go out there, I'm always, even on my banking shots, I always see that uh, I'm able to uh, areas where I need to improve areas that I improved upon even from a few months ago. I mean, in the helicopter, I, could, I was just looking at photos this weekend from uh, one of my first helicopter shoots over Atlanta uh, compared with helicopter shoots that I did as recently as um, uh, last month in January when I went over Dulles. Um, I could see the evolution there. And every experience, every, every outing to, the, to an airport, every helicopter ride, you you have that that capability to improve, and I am I am improving. I'm, you know, the, there's a whole world out there of, of photography to take. So it's always always important for me to be humble and to be grounded in the fact that um, I always will have the capability to improve, and
0: I need to improve. <laughs> And um, you sort of mentioned to me that you're sort of interested in um, photojournalism going forwards. Can you tell me a bit more about that?
1: Well, I always, I always had an interest in journalism. Uh, like I said, I, I have, um, I went into a different type of career. Uh, I'm a, I'm in the, I'm a in management in the New York City uh, construction development industry, which is a you know very vast, very intense industry to be in. Uh, But uh, I always had a passion for journalism, uh, as well as aviation. Uh, And uh, I really started to notice through discussions with other photojournalists, other journalists, other aviation photographers, that pictures can tell a story and Becoming a be, joining Simple Flying and becoming a uh, a, a photojournalist for Simple Flying, and having, you know, it's an honor to have my photos uh, in articles on simpleflying.com. Just seeing that my photos could tell that story through the articles that you and the other and the other and the other journalists write, um, it's really uh, it's really humbling to me. And I really would like to explore that side. Uh, of photography and really get into uh, really telling a story uh, through my pictures, uh, whether it's just going out and uh, you know spotting and like I said the the American Airlines Max uh, when I went out and, and took the, my first photo of, of that when it when it started uh, you know its regular scheduled service again that told told the story of, um, new beginnings for for a particular aircraft, or when I was over you know Victorville in the helicopter, and you saw I saw the seven the Qantas 747s and all the uh, parked aircraft. It's a story of uh, past glory, um, a story of a story of uh, difficult times with all those uh, parked Dreamliners there, and even you know pictures that I've taken. That I took last year and in 2019, um, the British Airways 747 over LAX. Who would have known then that that would have been one of the final uh, British Airways uh, 747s to go into retirement? So, you know, through that, you know whether it's in hindsight or going out and telling a story or going to going to an event, it really shows that you know photographs can really tell a story and have a narrative to them. So it's really something I will explore, uh, will explore uh, through my work with Simple Flying. And, uh, you know, I appreciate the, the opportunity that was given to me by Aaron and all of you to really uh, start uh, my evolution into photojournalism.
0: That's that's great. And um, obviously, our readers and listeners can find lots of your photos on Simple Flying. But if they want to follow you directly, where can they do that?
1: Well, I have... Uh, A a number of locations. Uh, My primary social hub is on Instagram. It's uh, JFK Jets official uh, on Instagram. Uh, I also have a website, which is actually being redeveloped right now. Uh, it's JFKJets.com. And you could also follow me on Twitter. Uh, same thing, JFK jets official. And I have my LinkedIn page too for, uh, you know, in, you know, pe- people in the industry that would like to uh, follow me and follow my progression in my, uh, the aviation aspect of my life. So, yeah, I, um, I really, like I said, I really enjoy uh, taking pictures and, 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 really having them in on simple flying and being a part of the simple flying family. its very It's a, been a very enjoyable experience and I really look forward to uh, moving forward together on, on uh, a number of great projects together, hopefully.
0: I hope so too. And um, So I think that's about all that we've got time for today. Are there any final thoughts you wanna leave with our listeners? My advice
1: to all the listeners, particularly uh, aviation photographers and aviation enthusiasts, um, we are in a difficult time right now uh, a- in the aviation industry, uh, but don't be discouraged. Uh, don't, don't quit your passion. Don't uh, lose interest in your passion for aviation. Don't lose your passion for aviation photography. Uh, I tell people that, well, you know, a lot of people tell, come and tell me, well, there's not a lot of traffic. There's not a lot of interesting traffic. My advice to all of them is even if there's one regional jet leaving your airport every day. And I'm being, you know, I'm not being literal right now. I'm j- just giving an example. Even if it's one aircraft, go out and take a picture of that aircraft, because that's a continuation of your passion and a continuation of your hobby. Is it the most exciting aircraft to come into your airport during these times? Probably not. But it's symbolic of a continuation of your hobby. And, a continuation, and it symbolizes that you're not losing interest in your hobby. So don't be discouraged right now. Have hope that things are going to get better, things will improve, and hopefully we'll gradually get back to where we were back in 2019 and early 2020.
0: Well, thanks very much for your time today, Vince. Um, that's all we've got time for on the podcast today, and we welcome any feedback at podcast at simpleflying.com. For more great content, you can visit our website at simpleflying.com or find us on social media. Simply search for Simple Flying. If you enjoyed this podcast, please leave us a rating on your favorite podcast player. Thanks for listening.